Blog Good Talk evening. Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Tonight's show is being brought to you by United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to each to each and everyone who are listening tonight. Uh, it's a privilege to come to you on this beginning of the new year, not quite the beginning, but anyway, this is a new year. We've been going on for several years, and uh, God has blessed us with continuous faith and uh, integrity that I may speak to you. And before I speak to you, I want to speak to you, first of all, from a pastoral perspective as a pastor of a church for going on 28 years and a seminarian and a director of a seminary. I I just would like to um, say this to you. The Apostle Paul said, not that I've apprehended, but I press toward the mark of the high calling. But he also said, forgetting no thing which behind, I press toward the mark of the high calling. 2021 is gone. We have endured many loss of loved ones and friends and relatives that we've lost. Personally, I've lost brothers and first cousin and so many relatives that I've lost um, just last year. And uh, it was trying time with COVID-19 and the Delta variant. Now we're with Omicron, and we've lost a lot of people, uh, individuals, and uh, so many people lost their jobs or their finances, and we had hurricanes here in Louisiana and all over the country. We've had different storms, Ida, and uh, very a lot of devastation. But that was in 2021. 2021 will bring on many more successes, but yet many failures. We're going to have hard times in 2022, just as we had them in 2021. I'm reminded of the fact ever so often that every turn that you take as you drive, every step that you make, will bring on something different, something that you've never seen before, something unexpected. But I'm uh, of the impression and I'm of the school of thought that if you put your hand in God's hand, and Jesus himself said in John 16 and 33, in me you'd have peace, but in this world you will have tribulation, but be of cheer, good cheer, I've overcome the world. And what he was saying was, in him you would have peace. If you understand in life that you're going to go through the vicissitudes, the good, the bad, the ups and downs of life, and that God will always be with you, his words say he'll never leave us nor forsake us, 
that he's with us. Although we're going through a storm, he'll be in the storm with us. He'll make a way for us to survive, regardless of what the storm is. And and, and so I'm reminded that as long as I'm in this world, I'm going to suffer ups and downs. I'm going to win some battles. I'm going to lose some battles. I'm going to go through heartaches and heartbreaks, low finance. Many blessings is going to come my way. Many items that I have are going to break. But I want us to continue to focus on who we are and that God does not make mistakes. The hardship that we've endured and continue to endure as uh, African-American, we continue to endure hardship, and we're going to face many more, but we have to continue to press on and press on because we know who we are and we know whose we are. We cannot lose with God on our side. Now, I want to start off tonight and just speak just briefly of uh, certain instances that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. President Joseph Biden uh, went to Georgia, and several black, black leaders did not go out to meet him. And I want to, you to understand that I totally agree with those who did not go out to meet with the president. He came out to talk about voting rights. And, and I'm of the impression throughout the years, I've been here, been on this earth for quite some time, and I've learned a lot. I've seen how presidents come on and they give this speech, this hurrah speech, and they're on the side of blacks, and nothing ever happened. And so they wanted to let President Biden know if you're coming with rhetoric, if you're coming with a bunch of talking, we don't want to even hear what you have to say. And I'm of that same thing because if you come from the old school, if you come from that school, if you come understanding what have occurred and over the years how we have been constantly betrayed, the Democratic Party will give us a little more than the Republican Party. But under the Democrats or the Republicans, African-Americans in America today, we're still fighting for justice. And slavery ended in 1865. You do the math. It's going on 157 years, and yet we do not have our rights. But I want us to, the, the concern, the concern is the Voting Rights Act, what they're talking about right now, John Lewis, and they want it passed before Dr. Martin Luther King. The thing that, that's really upsetting about that, and I'm going to get to our history, but what's so concerning about it and why people are not interested in hearing too much rhetoric with what uh, Joe Biden has to say is blacks need to understand, as African-Americans, we need to Actions speak louder than words. You could talk a good game to get our votes, but are you accomplishing anything? Are you accomplishing anything? Now, that's what we have to understand. Can we accomplish anything? Because we have had that for so many years. We have truly had that happening. And when you hear all those things happening, you know 
for sure that nothing is going to happen. So we've been fighting that many years, or 157 years, just for someone to say, I treat you fairly. And uh, you are human just like I'm human. You deserve all the rights that I have. And so as to say these words, we're not finished yet. And we're not the ones to, 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 to understand what everything is predicated upon. I understand so great that I wouldn't have went out to see him. The voting right act has been sitting on his desk since he first came in office. George Floyd Act by the police reform, too. And I understand we need BBB, Build Back Better America, and we need it. It would get jobs. But we were getting us the jobs, getting the job for African-Americans, and we're still uh, being treated as second-rate citizens, voting to make sure that uh, – to make sure that these people they want to get in office have uh, uh, in office. And if you would understand, President Biden would be much better than President, uh, ex-president, I won't call him President, but Trump. I'm going to say this and take no offense to it, but I call him the orange orangutan that was in office. Uh, When he was in office, uh, Joe Biden is just, just is better but we have to understand, other than Pamela Harris, the vice president, we don't have that many. We don't have hardly any high-ranking blacks in that that's in this cabinet. Look over and you will find out. And that's even with Biden. So uh, Trump, you wasn't going to have any in there anyway. But we we need to really, really take our time and... Let people know, don't come coding us for our votes and you're not really doing anything. We're not stupid. Now, if I had to vote again, I would vote for him over Donald Trump, but I would let them know I'm not stupid, that you're not doing what you say. You're playing uh, black folk got was, was the one who had uh, President Biden elected, and, and that's what's keep it going. So tonight, and as we speak, I uh, was doing some research to my dismay. I, I was would like to say that uh, our history began long before we came to America. African American came to America. But by the way, I'm going to get to it too. Uh, African was in America long before Columbus and any other. Some have been here long before some of the Native Americans uh, they had some as far as 7,000 years ago they found a female skeletal remains in Brazil that it was an African female and it dates back to over 7,000 years but we have a, a rich history not just in Africa but all over the globe you're going to find out even in Europe different parts of Europe that uh, African control now, I was doing my research, and uh, this book that they usually have a picture of a slave, and that picture of the slave, they have his back, his cutter just wept up so bad. You know, I'm from, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I found out that that picture of that slave 
that's whipped like that. And I found out he had escaped and tried to run for his freedom. But what what really really cut me was he was if the plantation where it happened was right around here in Baton Rouge. And as I found that out, it was right around the area. Now we don't see much of the things that's going on, and the people try their best to do certain things, and but we still have so so far to go. But those who are tuning in for the first time, I know I have some that's tuning in for the first time, and others. Uh, I, I I don't believe that we should teach people teach uh, African Americans or Caucasians, Asian, or others in America just. American history, when the time when blacks came to America as slaves, that's not history. That's a group of people being treated as by savages beaten in brutality, horror, that a race of people had to suffer, indignation. So 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 we, we, we have more than that as a history. We have a rich history and if you study anthropology, if you study archaeology, if you study these things, genetics, you'll find out that Africans have more history than anyone on the globe. Mathematics, architects. Like I say, arithmetic, mathematics, science, astronomy. Before we, when Rome was just about still, when the people in Europe was still almost in caves, there were 48-story buildings in Africa. They had long been building and using metal urge before there was any technology whatsoever in Europe. We, we I'm going to get to the Moors people. But I want us to understand the most important foundation of history. And when we take about black history, it tell those who are teaching, don't just teach me about America, because we didn't, you know, it came long before that we were intelligent. And I'm going to talk about some genetics and everything that talks about a person's DNA and tells about their intelligence level. But we need to understand and we need to stop teaching about different things that occurred right here. Different things that occurred right here in America. And we had built so many civilizations before they even thought about it, we had built those civilizations. Okay, we 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 had built civilization while they were still in Stone Age. And matter of fact, they are no more than a mutation of African American. They are not the original people at all, and they know it. Now, my brothers and sisters and dear friend, if you would. If you would allow me to just go back into uh, anthropology, and anthropology is the study of mankind. And we will go back to now, we're going back to further than Homo habilis. Uh, we're going to go back to Lucy. 
uh, which is Australopithecus. And Lucy go back into the millions of years. Now, I want you to understand that Lucy uh, was skeletal remains that were found by Don Johansson and Tom Gray. They were, she was found in Ethiopia. And they found her, and they, when they 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 were looking for rocks, but when they found her, it dated back to about three point two million years ago. They found this hermitage uh, unknown, and it was a female. And during that time in nineteen seventy four, when they found her, the Beatles had a record out, and the record was called Lucy. So they gave her a name, Lucy. And they date her back as being one of the earliest fossils. Now, I want you to, isn't this interesting for you to understand this, that, that, that whenever they go to find out where mankind originate from, they don't go to Russia, they don't go to China, they don't go to Japan, they don't go to America, Canada, or Europe. They go to Africa because they know that that's why they came from, that they're only a mutation. Now, I want you us to understand that, and now listen at this. I just told you, and, it, and you can look it up. The name is Lucy, and it's under Australopithecus. 3.2 million years they found uh, where they had herm, uh, hermitage in Africa, a female. And, and, and now, people was living, not, now I'm not talking about a monkey, because I don't believe uh, in Darwin's theory of evolution, and uh, my thesis of it is that if man came from a monkey, I've never seen a monkey start talking to a human and ask them to let them out of, out of cage at a zoo. I've never seen a gorilla transform, and believe it or not, the zoo, they had zoos back before Christ's time where they kept animals. And don't you think that after over 2,000 years or 3,000 years of, of enclosing monkeys that they'll still be evolving into humans? So I think that that theory that, that they have is, is wrong. Now, there's also another group that was doing some research in Africa. His name is Louis. Professor Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. And, and it was around uh, February the 6th, 1913, that's when he was born. Uh, but they were paleontologists, and they were they discovered the first fossil, what they call a proconsul skull. And when you say a proconsul skull, what you're saying, that's why an ape head, uh, a head that looks like a human, and that's where they got that from. Now, that's why they say this a extinct ape. They don't find them anymore, which they believe was the ancestor of a human. And I, I related to that why I don't believe in those things. Okay. But she also, she discovered a robust xenxanthropus. That word xenxanthropy, uh, xenxanthropus simply means uh, East Africa. And they found it. The, 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 this fossil they found in East Africa, several archaeological and anthropological fossils of the ancestors 
which they call apes and humans, were found. They found ancestors of humans, too. While excavating in the old Odell of Gorge in Africa, they found these things in uh, 1960. Now, but these dated back to about 2 million years ago. But what I'm trying to, to relate to you uh, that the origin of mankind. Now, this is not just black scholars, but this is also white scholars, too, that states that people originated, all people originated in Africa. Now, it, it, it's, it, now we have to understand they talk about Lucy when she was made 3.2 million years ago. You know that she would by pedability mean that she walked upright, and they even found in uh, volcanic ash coming around the desert that erupted over three million years ago footprints that show that people were walking around and were not gorillas or, or apes over three million years ago in Africa. Now I want us to understand that that the African greatest anthropologists and the French, the British tried to hide the things about Egypt. Now, now let, 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 let me go a little bit further with this, with you. If, if you would go back and you looking at different things, and I just told you that man was, origin came from, 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 uh, that man, origin came from Africa. But if you would uh, look it up and you'll find that through our DNA proved that life started in Africa. And those of you who are studious and would like to, you look up what Zanzantropy and uh, Australopithecus is. But at the same time, I want you to, to follow me if you would. I'm about to give you some information, those who are too, just tuning in. See, if we would trace the DNA in our maternal inheritance, uh, mitochondria within our cells. Now, when I say uh, maternal, I mean mother from your mother's side of the family, the female side. The mitochondria, that's what you made our cells within us. All human beings have theoretically a common ancestor, meaning that we all share, I don't care, it, it, it does not matter. In essence, if you're from China, Japan, Russia, Germany, Africa, the United States, no matter where you're from, we all share a theoretical common ancestor. And they know who the, the female is. This female is known, and you can write this down, as mitochondria Eve. She lived about 200,000 years ago in South Africa. That's mitochondria. She lived about 200,000 years in South Africa. Now, she wasn't the first human, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring and fell in the past on the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to her. All of us could trace our maternal heritage 
back to this lady named mitochondria E. You you could Google it and look it up and 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 anthropology, and you'll find that out when you get into the DNA. Now within mitochondria E DNA and that of appears exists all the genetic variation we see in the contemporary human since 200,000 years ago. In other words, everybody carry her genetics. If you, I don't, if you would go to Europe and you would test them, they are part of that DNA that they'll find out that match any African. If you go to China, China would match her because the same, it tells you that, 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 all of our peers and all who exist in the genetic variations that we see in contemporary today's human since Eve time and the different population of humans that have drifted apart genetically form a distinct ethnic group that we see today, that they all carry her DNA. One African black lady. That's how even these, this is not, Black anthropologists, this is not Japanese. This is white anthropologists doing the study. They know who you are, but do you know who you are? You are the original man. And I'm going to break something down to you when I get into genetics about how this skin color that you carry matters. Now, they also found a man who died about 315 years before Christ. They found his fossil in South Africa. And when they tested his DNA, they found out that he was the closest relative yet. Now, this is Africa, yet to the humanity of the common female ancestor of mitochondria Eve. He was the closest. His DNA matched her so close. They know he was a fisherman, that he fished along the southern coast of Africa, and he is the closest genetic match to mitochondria Eve. They found his remains in a place they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa. The gentleman that found him was an archaeologist, and his name is Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. And now what, 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 what I'm trying to tell you is we all came from Africa. Now, if you would do and look over the history of mankind, and then, then you look it up, you'll find out that mankind left Africa uh, about 70,000 years ago, and they went to what you call Asia today, where the Muslims and, and, and the Arab people are. Before they only been around in Europe since about 19, I mean, I mean, excuse me, about 40,000 years they've been in that area. But if you will, there's a guy, when you get ready to look up things, this is another name. I would love you to look into, and the name is Gregoire Mendel, Gregoire, Gregoire, Gregoire Mendel, G-R-E-G-O-R Mendel, M-E-N-D-E-L, Mendel, and he is called the father of genetics, and he uh, teaches about the genetics of mankind, and it talks about the inheritance involved in passing on discrete units of inheritance, how we pass our parents' genes are passed on to us and we pass them on to our offspring. But as Mendel studied, he used plants, like because he was a botanist, 
and he used plants and other things to to to, to try out his different theories. And so Mendel came up with the different color peas and different color animals he noticed. But Mendel even he drew up, up after he figured out about the time in that man left Africa, he came up with the law of independence assortment, the law of dominance, and the law of segregation. And, and all that is talking about independent assortment. If people leave and assort themselves in a certain group, they begin to look alike. If the law of uh, dominance means the people who uh, have dominant genes will dominate the color, the eye texture, and many other things of that nature. And I, we haven't made it yet in segregation. If you ever paid attention to if you go to China, mostly all the people have slant eyes. Japan, the same way. If you go to Great Britain and many of, of the places where Caucasians come from, they are uh, albinos, and I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you why I call them albinos. Now, in genetics, you if you do, you do a study of Gregoire Mendel, he will tell you this, and I listen closely what I'm about to tell you. This is something where Caucasians been knowing, that black and brown skin is dominant. I mean, that's where it all started from, the original man, that you carry dominant genes, black people, brown people. We only call ourselves ugly because we was raised in a Eurocentric world. Your hair is nappy because you have curly hair as an African. That's because it's Eurocentric. If you don't look like you're white, then you're ugly. Now, it even goes brown eyes is dominant, and dominant means superior. If brown skin, black skin is dominant, it means it's superior. If brown eyes is dominant, that means it's superior. Now, they say, White skin or light skin, it comes from a recessive gene, means a lower form. And then blue eyes come from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to understand how this works. You could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. Uh, what do you mean, Dr. Kell? Well, what I'm saying, you could take the two darkest people in the world. The darkest people in the world come from a section of the Sudan in Africa, almost pitch black. They come from that area. But if you look at it, they could come together and have a child, and that child could come out albino and look white. But you can't take two Caucasian, what they call themselves white folk, and come up with a black baby. And I'm going to show you something. And listen at what I'm about to show you something, and what I'm about to teach you. There's something on YouTube, and it says, the hidden DNA discovery only found in blacks. And I'm going to give you the name of the series. And it was some uh, 15 uh, white scientists came together, and they began to work with uh, DNA. And it's called the American Association uh, for the Advancement of Science for DNA in the Series of Genes. And if you want to find it out, Dr. Edward Robinson, he, he writes about it. And, and what they did was they began to deal with DNA because, see, DNA uh, works in more than one part. DNA have sequence, but they also have series. 
sequence could tell where I'm from, where they sequence my DNA to different type individuals that I that I was interbreeding with. But the, then they could tell the series could tell my intelligent level. Now, if you want to look it up, it's called a global pattern of disequilibrium. The global pattern of disequilibrium. Now, this is a 15 scientist who wrote who wrote this, and they were going to publish the book. They didn't publish it, but they have it copyrighted because their findings shook them up what they found out. Now, the DNA part, not the sequence, but when you're doing the DNA series, it tells how intelligent an animal or human being is. So when they began to do the study, they began to find out several things. They went first to test people from the chimp family, and they checked the orangutan. Now, I want you to understand the higher your number of series, the most more intelligent you are and the more likely you are to be a genius. When they tested the orangutan, the orangutan came up with three series. So then we even went further in the animal kingdom and they tested the gorilla. And the gorilla had four series. Then they went to the chimpanzee who did think that that, that we supposed to came from, which I say we did not, came from, and the chief chimpanzees were smarter than all the other animals with five series. Then they went to Europe and China and Japan and went around the world and started testing human beings. And when they tested them, the whites and all around the world, they came up above a, a chimpanzee. They had six series. But they found out that they left out Africa. They didn't test African because, you know, they always have this low thing that whites have lied for so many years and still lying to to us today because they don't want the truth to get out. So they said they were going to test. So they went to West Africa and they did the global pattern of this equilibrium test. And when they did it, the African came up with nine series, three series higher than any Caucasian, Chinese, or anyone else. The very same people who believe that they are so much smarter than you. And I'm going to explain some things why we're in the shape we are and to show you how true this is about how much smarter you are than Caucasian and white America. Everything that Africans, Americans, came to this country and Africans ever started participating in, they outperformed anyone else. I gave you the information, and we're going to talk some more about this, about the pyramid having 48 story building while whites were still in caves. And, and the biblical thing about... Uh, the children of Israel were building pyramids. No, the pyramids were there thousands of years before they ever came into Egypt. Now, but anyway, and they were not white anyway. But and I'm I'm gonna about to show you something. How smart blacks are! That fiber optic wiring where they could get five G and all that fiber optic wire. Who do you think invented that? 
a female, black female, GPS, that global positioning system that, 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 that used satellites that could direct you anywhere in the world. A black female. How you think they got to the moon? Who registered the trajectory, the fuel and everything? You, you seen that called the hidden figures. They had it on television. Black female. And who, 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 who invented the cell phone? A black man, the typewriter, the gas mask, safety glasses, the elevator, clothes dryer, air conditioning unit, almanac, how you planning, the stages of the moon and, and the tide, blood plasma bag, lawnmower, lube cover, refrigerator, spark plug, stethoscope, thermostat control, traffic light, electric bulb, and that's just a few of the things that, that, that blacks have, even an automobile, that's just a few of the things that blacks have invented. I was just showing you these things to show you just how then if you lit, lit, lit them in boxing, they, cause they, you, they could outperform anybody. You put them in football, you outperform anybody. Basketball, baseball, track, tennis, golf. Whatever they've ever allowed blacks to participate in, you have did it because I've already told you that you have dominant genes. And so I told you why you can do it. Now, and it's important that we understand the Demetric uh, draft. That's very important. Sarah Kinskoff of the University of Pennsylvania in part one. African genomic human evolution. And she what she said, the mitochondria DNA is come from a single lineage. Your nuclear DNA comes from both parents, and you could get it from the male. Now, what we need to understand that they trace a lot of our thing coming from the female lineages of our family. And, and that's, that's why they, that's how they came up with different different things and we, we we need to be aware of these things. And, and and when you look back now, I want I want us to look at this. Because they're well aware of the things that you're capable of. But long as that's why today they do not allow C R T to be taught in school. And the reason they don't want CRT and that is called critical race theory. And uh, on several occasions I've told you that I refuted that thing called critical race theory because it, it shouldn't be named theory. It should be critical race fact or truth. Caucasians in America don't want real history to be taught. They want the continuous lies that Columbus discovered America, in which he never landed point blank period nowhere in the continental United States. He was out in some islands, other than that Bahamas and some islands further out on the other side of Haiti, Hispaniola. Okay, now, if you do this study, I want you to look up this lady. She's an older white lady, and she's been on several television stations. And she, when they show her, she talks about race. And she made this, this made a statement. She, she once said, 
we wouldn't have to have Black Lives Matter if we didn't have 300 years of black life. Don't matter. Her name Jane Elliott, and she's, she's a Caucasian female, and she will tell you that she's only a faded image of a black person. That, 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 that. Uh, you, you, you're going to find out a lot of things if you just do some studying. And there's a Chinese uh, uh, doctor, his name Keith Chang, C-E-I-T-H, Keith Chang, C-H-E-N-G. He explained that white people is only a mutation of a black person. The African race is the beginning race. Uh, in other words, in essence, what he was saying was that whites are only a mutation of a black person. Now, now it's important that we understand and learn exactly what they're talking about when they talk about it. Now, we have to understand about that, that term mutation. When you're dealing with a mutation... If you would look up the definition of a mutation, and that's why I want you for to get this, this pretty much in your head. A uh, mutation is a change. Remember I told you that, that out of Africa occurred 70,000 years ago, and they first they stopped off in what we call Asia Minor, where right over it, uh, where you have the Holy Land, you have Iraq, Iran, you have uh, uh, have a uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and all the other ones over there, Yemen and and things like that. Uh, if you look up the term uh, mutation, a mutation is a change of the structure of genes resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. Meaning it's passed down a change or in the structure, the way you look or your complexion. And they say this is caused by the alteration of a single base unit in the DNA or deletion or assertion or rearrangement of a large section of a gene. Now, now, now listen at this. Now, white folks don't have melanin, so that's a deletion. That's a deletion. Now, I want you to understand that if you traverse Africa and, and find all the Africans who've never been inbreded by any other race, you're going to find Africans come in all different colors. Some have pointed nose, some have broad nose. Some are light brown, some are dark brown. Some has curly, some is straight. And so that's what it made of. Now, the DNA are on the deletion of sermon and rearrangement of a large section. So in other words, a mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants in our species. We're the human species. How did a variant, a mutation occur so a new variant mean the way Caucasians look? Now, I want you to understand in that term, variant is a form of version of something that differs in the same respect from other forms of the same thing or from a standard. Africa were the standard. That's where life started at. The people looked that way, but through mutations and popping up the variant, and they tell you that it's the same as a form of a version of something that differs 
in some respect. Like what we all bleed, have the same organ. They just look different. They don't have uh, whites. Don't have melanin. The melanin, melanin we have. And you know, in some respect, you know, this form, this is the same thing that farmers come from the same standard that we come from. Now, again, I told you we came out of Africa after the modern human established themselves in Africa, small uh, population branded out and established footholds in Asia before spreading to east to Europe and reaching uh, America, that's, that's west to America. And that's what happened there. So we need to, to, to understand that, that white came from us. And, and this is a question that you need to put in your head. If an alligator is white, he's called an albino alligator. If an alligator, I mean, no, a snake, uh, 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 a tiger is white, they call it albino. If a fish, a catfish is white, they call it albino. Anything that can't come out pale white in the animal uh, rain, they call it albino. And they know it's a mutation that it came short and it's under. It's it's it's, it's not of. Uh, in other words, it comes from recessive genes, lower genes. It's called albino. Whites know that they are albinos. When I look at today, I see albinos. I don't. I I, I mean, I don't see what you see a white person. You're albino. You don't the same thing with the black albinos. You you they don't have melanin. Same thing. They like melanin. And so as it goes, you know, when I look at things and I understand that they are mutation of me, they're just a faded image of, of a black person. I I understand. And we need to start. The reason I'm going so far back because I want you to understand what I'm trying to tell you, why they hate you so much. They know who you are. They know all their mathematics, their science, their medicine. Everything came from Egypt. And I want you to understand this. That quit looking at that, what they show you, talking about Egyptology. People in Europe, the Europeans have become not all. And I never want to say everybody's like that. There's so many people so evil that they've lied and made people in Egypt white because of the technology, because even the Romans had to go and be taught because they didn't have the schools that they had. They had to go to Egypt to learn the science, the math, the architectural design. These things was built so long before talking about I hear them say about the arches that, that they build in certain places that in in uh in Egypt came from Rome. No, they didn't. It was built long before people ever came to before, before the Romans ever got there. They had arches and everything else that, that was already there. So I, I, it's it's time that, that, that we stop listening at the lies and realize how long the things had been in existence, I, 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 it, 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 it behooves me that you will find out that they've lied so many years 
about Cleopatra and all these other kings that whitewashed them. They don't want you to understand that it was because their technology it was so far behind, and the things that they stole from everywhere you went, they have stolen colonized. That the people in Egypt, and they try to even take Egypt off the map of Africa, and Egypt is our African continent, and even biblically it says it. And biblically, the Bible even tells you the color of the people and tells you who are the chosen people. Now, I want you to understand that the people, and if you look it up and, and quit, just, uh, there are so many white Egyptologists in there. For some reason, the Europeans have never told the truth. They haven't told the truth. The, in the history books that we study, you would believe a Chinese, a Japanese, or African, or no one ever discovered or built or invented anything. Only uh, Caucasian males was the one to do everything, and that's a lie. The only thing that they've ever done was did mass murders. That's the only thing. Mass murder and colonize and rape and kill. That's it. If you want to do a history on on, on, on on Caucasians or Europeans, you will find out that the whole history is a lie. They didn't start anything. That majority of the people in places they went were peaceful people. But when they allowed them to come in, they colonized them. I want you to understand, too, uh, in 1952, and you want to know what color the real Hebrew or the people of the Bible are is? Quit listening at people on television. Quit listening at the people talking about Jews because the term Jew is a couple hundred years old. It does not belong in the Bible. There's no term talking about Jew or Jewish. That shouldn't be there. Yeah. The, the, the covenant was made with the 12 tribes of, 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 of Israel, not a Jew. Uh, the, 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 the people that call themselves Jews just took upon um, what they call Judaism, religion as a Judaism. But if you want to find out really what color the real Israelites is in 1952. Now I want to, I want to warn you this in 1948. That's when America, Britain, France, and other countries gave these white people that was that was from Lithuania, Caucasia, uh, south of uh, south of Turkey. I mean, north of Turkey and and Spain. They gave them that land and put them on that and. They pushed the Palestinians and the other Arabs out and gave it to a group of white people that were more like gypsies traversing throughout uh, Europe. After they, they slaughtered so many of them, they gave them that. No one wanted to be bothered with them, so they gave them that. Now, this is the name I want you to do. Gamal, which is G-A-M-A-L, Abdel. A B D E L Nasser N A S S E R Abdel I mean Gamma Abdel Nasser 
his speech in 1952. Now, Gamal Abdel Nasser is the second president of the United Arab Republic of Egypt. Now, it really just it should not be uh, the Arab Republicans, and I'll explain that to you how they got Arab. Now, it's, it's, it's important that we understand this. You can look it up, you can Google it, or whatever you would like to do, and you will find out that Gamal Abdul Nasser, that this was on television, and this was a, a speech that they had, where he had this speech on TV. He said, the Europeans claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. A Gentile is not a non-Israelite. It say you European claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. How can a man leave black and come back white? We will not. We refuse to accept you. And so what it's saying is that the original Hebrew Israelites were black, but now you're putting white people over here. That's why the Palestinians and the Arabs refuse to accept them. The people who inhabit the land are called Ashkenazes, Khazars, and Serfidons, and they are not Hebrew Israelites. They are not. Now, you could ask, get the people from over there, the Egyptian and the other nationalities of people that's been there for thousands of years, they will tell you. And and I'm going to give you some names to look up to. Lemba, L-E-M-B-A, Lemba Tribe. And when you look it up, you go to the part when you, when you YouTube it or Google it, you go to the part where it say DNA. They live in Zimbabwe. They're very, very dark-skinned. You would call them Africans. But when they came out and tested them, they found out that they were the tribe of Levi. They were real Hebrew Israelites. The Igbo are Igbo people, and they come from Nigeria. They also, they got the Ethiopians, what they call the Phalacia or Beta Israel. They know that they are the tribe of Dan. Rabbi Yoshua and many others have already uh, commended them, and they brought them in and admit that they are really Israelites. They are really the true Israelites. So that what you're seeing over in the Holy Land, there are no more than nomadic white people. And you and I can prove it. I will say it in front of anyone. I know the truth. I know who they are. Anytime when you begin to do your search, you can look up in Genesis, the 10th chapter, uh, around that second verse, and it will talk about the Caucasian son of, of, uh, of uh, Noah, the one they call uh, Japheth. And they'll tell you his grandson was Eskenai. See, you have to be a semantic person to be uh, a, 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 a Hebrew Israelite. You have to be Semitic, and Semitic people were never Caucasian. Now, I want you to understand that because that, that's very important that we, we, we look into those things, that they never were Caucasian. And if you go further in your Bible, Moses, now we know that Africa was Ramsey and others was 
around Moses' time. We know that they were black, even the pictures in the pyramids and other places and other other buildings showed that the people were were African. How did Moses, if they gave, if they were Caucasian, how could Moses pay for Pharaoh's grandson? And he said, kill all those. If if you would go to the Bible dictionary and say Zondervan, Bible dictionary definition of ham, this is what you will find. Remember I say Zondervan Bible dictionary definition of ham, and Zondervan deals with a white folk. Is a white person, but if you read what they write, they'll tell you the truth. But when they show you a picture, they'll show you something else. If you look up the definition, they'll say Ham is the youngest son of Noah, who was about 96 years old during the time of the flood. And he was the father of the African of the black race, the Ethiopians, the Egyptians, the Libyans, and the Canaanites. So they say he's Egyptian, say they're black. The Ethiopians, black. The Libyans, we know, black. The Canaanites, that's the, that's the Holy Land, black. But they say not the Negroes. That's the most important thing. They say that, that there's another group of dark black people that they, you call them Negroes. And what you call them was not the father of the Negroes, so that means they're Semitic people. And what they call you, I don't know what y'all, you you said black, African-Americans, and all these names that you call people. But when I was a kid, you was either colored or Negro. That's what I, that's what I know. You was either colored or Negro. And so they they strictly tell you the definition that Ham and the other black race was Negroes. And that's why the people are going around and say the Hebrew Israelites, because they know that they were black. That's true. I I met and I was able to talk to some, but I had a, uh, a disagreement because they say only the Hebrew Israelites would be saved. That the God that I serve is no respecter of person. Yes, they did wrong, and I, I understand that. Yes, I understand that people run, and we have the King James Bible, and I understand that King James was a racist. I understand that King James had Pope Nicholas the Sixth to sign the referendum for slavery, so he could make money off of selling, kidnapped, and selling human beings who would be forced to work from sun up to sundown, who would be forced to be raped, children sold from, lynched, burned, castrated, sold to homosexuals, defile people, and go all through that hell for 300 years and to this very day, no one want to repay for 300 years of free labor, which America, 60% of America export, meaning the things that America sold to other, other countries came from slavery. 
meaning that if America had a had 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 twenty billion dollars worth of money came in, fourteen billion of it came from slavery. So America was built by slave labor. The White House was built by slave labor. You remember Michelle Obama said she never thought that two black people would be living in a White House that slaves built. If it was not true, whites from all over America would came up and said that she was lying. But they knew it was the truth. They know it was the truth. And if you want to even go a little bit further, and I'm going to jump to this right quick, and I want you to understand why Africa is so poor, and you see people starving, and you see all this, but you come to find out people are going around, and it's true, Africa has the most natural resource and the richest continent in the world. Well, why, 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 why the people so poor? Well, I'm glad someone wanted to know that. You look for the Berlin Conference that, that after slavery ended in 1884 and 1885, it's called the Berlin Conference. The, the conference, the European Conference, the European power needed Africa up among themselves. They colonized. And the largest group, that the largest land group, would come through France, Germany, Great Britain, the Dutch, the Portuguese, the Spaniards. They divided it up. And what they do, they work the people for a little of nothing. And they sell the goods. They only rape the country. These are savages, but pretend to be the smart people. No, you are, are nothing but a savage. Now, it's important that we understand, too. And I, most of the time I get it from people uh, uh, tell me about the curse that we were cursed to be black and I have yet to ever find that in the Bible and I've studied the Bible uh, extensively and have different degrees with uh, in theology and uh, for more than one school and uh, I have a PhD and, I, and I've studied extensively but I never found that to be true but now, now I, I mean, be it that, that it may, I have seen where, you know, a person was, was cursed to be white, but I've never seen where a person was cursed in the Bible to be black. I, I just haven't, I haven't found that if someone could show me where a person in the Bible was cursed to be black, then I, I, would, I would deeply appreciate it because I know it's not true. Because I've searched the scriptures over and over again, and I, I, I'm not a person to give up easily to try to find out these things. But if you will, all you would have to do if you want to find out about is there a place in the in the Bible where a person was cursed to be a different color. They do have that in the Bible, and I, I know that's true. That it does have place in the Bible where people were cursed to be uh, different colors and stuff that change color. And if you go about in Second Kings, the fifth chapter, twenty-seven verse, it's called the curse of Naaman. 
Now, Naaman was, uh, the Bible talks about Naaman being a leper. And he was a general in the army. But his master, he went to the servant girl. He had a servant girl, excuse me. And the servant girl told him about the prophet named Elijah that could heal him. So he wrote to see Elijah, and Elijah told him that if he dipped seven times in the Jordan, he'll be healed. Nevertheless, he wouldn't do it because he said he had crystal clear stream where he come from, and that he didn't see why dipping in a dirty Jordan wouldn't make any difference. Well, he didn't get healed, but he, the, the the servant girl, she didn't give up. She told him again. So what he did was he went back, and this time he took clothing and other things with him to pay Elijah for healing. But Elijah would not go for that healing. That means the clothing and the thing. He wouldn't take it. So what he did, Elijah told him to go dip. When he dipped in the water, his leprosy left Naaman. Naaman came back and thanked Elijah and offered him clothing and other things. Well, Elijah had a sermon named sermon named Jehazai. Jehazai overheard the things that that Naaman offered to his master, and he waited until Naaman left because Elijah didn't want to take anything for the healing. So what he did was the. Jehoshaphat rode behind him and caught up with him and told him his master lied. Say your master would like to would like those things that you offered him. But God warned Elijah that what had happened, so he cursed Jehoshaphat. And they say and the lep and and he, he, that Jehoshaphat turned leper white. And that all of his descendants would be leper white forever. In essence, what he's saying was that they were going to change color and they would be leper white. Joseph, brother, you just know that that, uh, uh, Egypt just looked it up. And I told you to look at Zonovan Bible Dictionary and say, Ham is the father of the dark race, the Egyptian. Well... If he's the father of the dark race Egyptian, well, Joseph passed for Egyptian. Moses passed for Egyptian. By the way, the Egyptian and the Ethiopian were, were, were brothers. They lived right together and looked alike. And what they did was they, they it, 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 when, they, when they found out this, you say, now you have the, the Egyptian. They did brother called Joseph the Egyptian. When Moses killed the Egyptian, he ran off to the land of Midian which was Ethiopia, his wife's name was the Ethiopian woman named Zipporah. She told her father ruled they found the Egyptian. If you go to Acts the 21st chapter and the 28th verse, the people, uh, the Romans that had arrested Paul, said they thought Paul was the, the, the Egyptian who had started some kind of riot with about 4,000 men. So all through your Bible, it tells you that the people were black. But you never look at it because a picture is worth a thousand words. And white folk people have put every prophet, every every prophet, every disciple, 
every judge, every uh, uh, every uh, you, uh, excuse me, every patriarch, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Everybody is white, and white people did not live in the area at that time. They just been there since 1948. That's it. So all these things are lies that we've been told, and it's time I they got. I'm, I'm running out of time, but it, I had much more. But we're running out of time. We uh, tonight, but I hope I something said or something that was illustrated that gave you some more knowledge of who you are, because they're not going to teach it to you. I could give you the information to look it up, and be is it that it may. The information that I'm giving you comes from white scholars, but they know you're not going to pick it up and read it. I don't get me wrong. I have a good bit of information from black scientists and scholars, but the majority come from whites that really admit who you are. They know you're intelligent. Our children going around talking about their thugs and their gangsters, and they're some of the smartest people in the world. Person could, 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 could fool you. The Bible says, swear the man thinking in his heart, so is he. We're so brain-locked and brainwashed that we're nothing, that we're dumb. We've been told by white children, white teachers, and white America that we're dumb. We've been told that we're savages, and they the one that do all the killing. They the one who who did, did, did who, who, who massacred. Did a genocide to the Native Americans come over almost seventy million people. You don't even have three three million in the Native Americans here today. Over forty million Africans lost their life in the middle passage being captured and coming to America. But they say we savages. And in reality they are savages. Those people are savages, but they they have you to think that you are, and now we're acting like them. They go to every country and fight and do that, and they have us fighting among ourselves. Case in point, Al Capone, Prohibition in the late 20s and the 30s, they were doing drive-by shooting. Here we are, almost 90 years, right at 90 years later, Black so slow, we run around here doing drive-by shooting. That's who we are. In other words, when Moses went into, no, when Joshua was going into the promised land, God said, don't take the people ways, don't marry them or their culture. We got out of slavery, and we weren't alcoholic, prostitutes, and all that, because you had to get up and work all day in the field, cause, so you wasn't getting drunk. You know, the women, only if they got raped, they were being prostituted. But now we some of everything now. Because they, they so-called gave us freedom, but never gave us anything. It's only a figment of imagination that they have, have. I mean, you know, you could fool some of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all the people all of the time. After I did my study, when I see white folk, I see a person with no melanin. I see an albino. And when you get opportunity to look up, it's only 790 million 
on, on whites in the world. Seven hundred and ninety million in the world. It's one point three billion. One point three billion Africans, billion five hundred Africans, but it's one point three six people from India. From India, so it's just a very few more that live in Africa, in the United States, in uh, Brazil, and other places, almost 130, close to 130 million other Africans, either in America, the islands, in Brazil, I mean, South America, Canada, and in Europe, it's almost over another 100, 100 million of them. So Africa would be the second largest continent I mean, population next to uh, next to, uh, to to China, but white people are uh, the reason they're so evil and and violent is they are no more than a mutation of black people. So it's a few fewer them than any other race in the world that exists. That's why they want to kill everybody because they know they are the minority. Um, I want to. I'm going to open the line for questions now. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you for a powerful, powerful show. That was really, really good. Powerful. Uh, God bless everybody. Thank you for turning us on tonight. Uh, the line is open. If you have any questions, comments, statements? Uh, uh, the line is open for you. God bless you. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Doctor Kemp. This is Deacon Quincy. I heard when you were saying about the African is one of the richest countries, but the black folks are still struggling over there. And yes, uh, I, I, I'm wondering why is is that one of the the richest countries for the mostly for the majority is black. Why is we still struggling to make uh, it I read over there? Okay, I, I read to you earlier about the uh, Berlin Conference, how it was divided up among the Europeans. Yes, you can only be rich if, see, if the Africans run out, the, if they run out uh, the people from France from, that colonized them, then the other mm-hmm. European and other nations will not trade and buy from them. So that'll be like you having a watermelon patch and nobody to sell your watermelons to. Gotcha. So to make money, they allow somebody else to come in and run everything for them, and the people give them very little. But they may get a president some money, and he lived lavish for selling his people out. But they have it. They have it, but that's the thing, is who you're going to trade if people stop trading, you know, uh, right now, Russia, they're talking about in, in voter creation over in that area. Well, the United States and the other allies say that they're going to put sanctions on them, mean not trade with them. That means that they, they're not going to be able to make money and have income. The same, well, they don't do it. They make Haiti poor. Because they don't trade with the Haitians, because the Haitian was the first 
independent black nation in the Western Hemisphere. And that's the reason they're poor, because the other white nations are not trading with them. Every nation wants what they have, so they misuse them. China is right there right now misusing them. And they show they show sometimes that blacks are getting beat on the streets of China. They want to come to Africa, but they don't want Africa to come to them. Mm-hmm. We are the most hated race in the world. Why? They know who you are. They know they know you're smarter than them. They know where everything they got come from. The Chinese know they come from you. The scientists know where they come from. But they know that they're not the original man, and they know if you're not the original, you just offspring of something. That means genetically you 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 you're a lower form. But Africa has a diamond, they have coffee, they have tobacco, they have rice, they have oil. You name it, they 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 have the gold, more gold than anywhere else. Plutonium, they have iron. They have so many things that they have that they could trade with. But once you don't have, once they go solo, the people are not going to trade with them. Mm-hmm. Europe is not going to trade with them. Germany is not going to trade with them. They'll just try to starve you off. Because they know mm-hmm. they, 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 they're hoping that they keep you from gaining power and build a powerful army because you're not going to allow them to run things. When I told you about the Berlin Conference, that was in 1884. That's why Africa is a total. See, when you look at Africa, you're not looking at the United States with 50 states. There's 50 countries within Africa. Within Africa, you could put the United States, Canada. You could put China. You could put uh, France, Britain, and all these inside of one country. Jesus. One country, just on that continent of Africa, just that big landline. Wow. But they're divided into 54 different nations. Every country, Nigeria, Ghana, Angola, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, Libya, Niagara, Niagara, Yoruba, Cameroon, Benin, all these are different countries. I I just named a couple of them. Mm-hmm. All these are different countries, so uh, they're not trading with them, and and that that's why they're poor. But they they are the richest <laughs> richest uh, continent in the world is Africa. Yes, sir. I hope I was able wow. to answer part of your question. Oh yeah. But it all goes yes, with sir. trade. It all all go with trade. You could have all the diamonds you wanted, but if 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 you don't have nobody to sell it to, you don't have nothing. But now, down there, the British and the Portuguese and different ones down in South Africa control the diamond and the plutonium. Plutonium is used to make and plutonium you enrich things where you can make nuclear bombs and nuclear weapons. It's one of the only places in the world you can find it. That's why Russia want to be with them, United States, every country want want part of that because you can't make those different things without Africa. Amen? Yes, sir. Amen, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. Sir. 
God bless you. Uh, I appreciate you. Do you have anything else you'd like to ask? Uh, no, sir. I took a lot in tonight. <laughs> That's for sure. And and took notes. Yes. Some great information. Yes, sir. God bless you. Is there someone else would like a question that the only dumb question is one not asked? Right, is there another person would like to ask? Yeah, good. Yeah, some people still, there's some people on the line, uh, uh, Dr. Kemp, so I just want to let them know that the line is still open for them. All right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw a question in there because this this, this is something that's out there. Um this is something you and I discussed a while back, but uh, you brought it up again tonight about King James, uh, the things that him and uh, the Pope uh, sat down and uh, signed uh, some paperwork and uh, his hands that he had in uh, uh, in the slave trade. So, so let me ask you something, Dr. Kim. Is that uh, uh, the reason why a lot of, uh, of, of our brothers and sisters of color uh, uh, have a problem in, in trusting and believing in the Bible simply because of uh, uh, the truth that's behind King James himself? Well, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the majority of people know about King James. Okay. For many, many years ago, our, our grandparents and parents were raised saying the King James Bible was, uh, was, 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 was the word just, just straight out, you had to have a King James Bible. And all that was just that you again Europe European that Eurocentric thing, the white supremacy thing, and that's why a lot of false erroneous doctrine has arose from King James. I told you that King James employed uh, that was uh, Pope Nicholas the Sixth to write the referendum for slavery. King James, what we're talking about the. the Talking about that this Christian man talking about divorcing his wife, his wife to marry his sister, all kind of things. These people were not godly people. And just as today, America is not a godly country. Hmm. The Bible says by this, all men will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Yes. You could put children in cages. You are a foreigner in this land. You came, you, you and your parents came from Europe. You are a foreigner. But uh, you say, uh, if you read what it says on the Statue of Liberty about sending all your people, this, that, and the other, and how welcome it is to America. But if you're not a Caucasian, you're not welcome in America. And that just that just totally it. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. These white evangelicals vote for Donald Trump. The majority of white churches vote for Donald Trump. So how can you be a Christian and you you got Satan himself, Beelzebub was the president, and that's who you who you bagged. That's who you, who you was was with. So no, I, I, when you look at King James, you have to be careful with different things. I know your massa and all that. Um, if you ever could mm-hmm. do a study on slavery in the Bible. You'll find out most of the people that were slaves in the Bible sold themselves into slavery, and after they worked their debt off, they were free. 
if you go to, uh, I think it's Exodus or Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, you'll find out that you couldn't be the slave. The slave was going to eat just about what you ate. Matter of fact, if you talk about, about Abraham didn't have a seed, and he said when he was trying, when he wanted to have a child, he said he couldn't have a seed, a child, or leave his inheritance to the only person. See, he couldn't, he couldn't leave it to his wife. Uh, a woman couldn't have it. You had to leave it to a son. He said the only person he had to leave his 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 wealth to was Eliezer, his servant. And the servant sometimes take on the name slave, but most of the slave, and it tell you that a man was never to be this slave. He was to uh, take good care of him. He was to eat the same thing. He was to treat him like he was family. Ah, that sure wasn't what the Christians over mm. here on the plantations had in mind. Mm. I brought this up earlier, and it's in John, almost every time you look up something about slavery, they show this this black guy with all these, the way they whipped his back and cut him up with the whips in the back. Mm. Swole up. Uh, about a week ago, I found out that happened right around this area of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm. And don't get me wrong, uh, Baton Rouge. Now we, you know, we've been uh, a chocolate city for years now. Inside the city limits now, in the parish, which is like county, we we chocolate. You know, we was never raised to uh, fear white people. So sometimes when you see the things, how far it go back and how some people, uh, by me uh, having an opportunity to live up north in New York, white, uh, blacks there think that blacks in the south are afraid of white people. And that's so far from the truth. That's right. Look, I'm 70 years old, and I've never met my friend and I. We never was afraid of. My parents never uh, raised us to be afraid of. You hit me, I'm going to knock your butt off. God forgive me. I will tear one of them up. Hmm. That's the way I was raised. I won't bother you, but if you call yourself going to look down on me and handle me wrong, no, you might have did it to my grandparents, but you won't do it to me. You better say it. So, um, <laughs> what you say? Say, uh, what you say? You better believe it. But n- nonetheless, no. Uh, yeah. King James, uh, he, he wasn't a good person. He wasn't a good person. He was a racist. But all that is what we were colonized, America colonized by Europeans, and so they wrote everything, and they're not going to write real history. And they, they didn't discover nothing. You cannot discover something with millions of people already there. Amen. I could have told you that they had blacks, blacks in America. Some, I think I said it, in, in America 7,000 7, years ago, they found, found a black female who fossil was found, and it was 7,000 years old. Then you had the Omeg people, which was... 1,300 years before Christ, and they left their uh, colossal heads, big old nose, big old lips, and, and there's 17 of them all through Mexico and, 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 and South America, all through that right now today. They had Native Americans here that were Africans. And by the way, those people you can see going around here look white and call themselves Native Americans. They're, 
they are interbreeding with white people. Native American, when you get a penny, you look at a penny, that's the color Native Americans were when the, when the whites first came over here. You could, you, you could Google it and ask, why is the statement uh, Indian copper as a penny? And they'll tell you it was their color. And you put a penny by a black person's skin, and that person will match that penny. Say it to your phone. Google it. Everything's right there before you. We just don't ask. You know, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. That's right. Technology is something. I'm just a curious. I'm, I'm, I'm analytical and inquisitive. Inquisitive, I want to know. Analytical, then when I learn it, I read and I study, then I have to analyze it to be able to present it. And then I want to know about my people. I want to know about myself. I've always known that I've been lied to all my life. For 12 years of school, I knew that, that blacks did certain things. I knew that white people didn't do everything. That's right. But it's never taught in our school. So I always knew that that wasn't, that wasn't the truth. That's right. I knew that. So it, it's, it's something that we have to prepare ourselves for. Amen, Pastor. Hmm. Anybody have any questions they'd like to ask before we um Hello? 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 Can yes. you hear me? Yes, I well, can. Yeah, all right. Well I want to thank both of y'all for having the program on tonight. It's uh very enlightening lifting to have this type of program so that uh, we can hear some positive, constructive things about ourselves, <clears throat> and especially in the vein in which uh, Dr. Kemp teaches it through the Bible, through the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just a wonderful thing when we can see ourselves in a positive role despite all of the uh, negative things that are taking place in, in the world and in directly in our lives today in our in areas in which we live in. But uh, we have to understand one thing. Right now, we, uh, we're suffering a moral, we're in a moral dilemma here in America. And as far as we, the so-called American Negroes, are concerned, which I like to call it like Dr. Kemp said, uh, we've been brainwashed through slavery, and we are America's slave descendants. We are the descendants from our forefathers were slaves, and the stuff that we got in our heads is not beneficial and profitable to us. We need to kind of clean our heads out and uh, get our hearts back because uh, we've lost our love for God, and and, and that's really what, what our faith was Amen. based on from the very from Moses on back, from Abraham. Mm. It, it, it was faith in God, but right now. We, we, we've lost our love for God right now, especially in the community in which I live in, if the environment is just negative. So that's, that's all I wanted to say, man. I want to say thank you all for having this program. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, you know, uh, we both came out of the same community. You live in another one now. But uh, 70802, 70805, and uh, what, 06 or something like that. 
They've been having so many murders. We'd be having three murders a night and sometimes a little more. They have uh, two died the other night and three in the hospital. They don't know if they're going to make it. And they follow each other all around the city, and there's so much murder. I like to say this. uh, Yesterday was kind of trying for me in a way. uh, Yesterday marked 50 years in which the Muslim riot was here in uh was here in um Baton Rouge and police died and so many people got wounded and killed and uh, I was arrested for thinking that I might have had something to do with the killing of the police. Mm. And it brought back memories whenever they talk about it, how bad I was beat. And I don't know if that has something to do with me wanting to learn more about myself or that I take a stand against white fascism. And I refuse to let someone tell me that I'm ignorant, that I am ignorant. I refuse to allow any man, black or white, to ever talk to me down. I know who I am, and as uh, Brother Virgil was saying, uh, we've lost our first love. We've lost God, and now we're falling into all kind of pits. And so it's it's time that we get back with God, but learn who we are and take pride in who we are. Uh, Our girls are not whores or B-I-T-C-H's or bitches. They're not those. We need to quit calling that. The girls need to quit going around with their butts hanging out, shaking it, and all these other things going around doing it. And the guys need to quit everybody want to be a rapper and cursing and shooting each other up. So many, it breaks setting records how many people got killed in Baton Rouge this year. I mean, it was over three or almost four a week, three or, over three a week, right at four a week, was dying on the streets here. And it's it's bad. Per capita, we worst off in Chicago, man. They say hmm. that per capita, when I'm saying per 100,000 people, it's sad. Chicago got about 3 million, and, 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 and uh, well, Cook County is about 3 million people. And, and East Baton Rouge Parish, we, you know, we we got uh, about a half a million, about four, right close to a half a million, and the metroplex is only eight hundred thousand, still not a million. And we right, you know, we we be doing three a day, three a day almost, some three a week. I mean, and so it's sad. It's it's really really sad that we don't think highly of ourselves, that we will lay around and kill one another, and don't think nothing of it. The games and. The, TBGs and the BBGs and their war and things like that. I've had two grandsons shot up behind that TBG and BBG things. I've had them to go down. Not I haven't lost none of them lost, but I've had one that one took five bullets and one took two, and a whole bunch of shrap in it. And so with that said, and God, you know, spared me. The graveyard, but one of my grandsons looked like he don't want to quit hanging with the guy. But I, no matter how hard I try to teach them, 
And so I'm going to continue to try to teach them, and I, I pray that we try to con- teach our children and to keep our children from being gunned down in the streets by the police department or by their neighbors. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, any more questions, statements, comments for Dr. Kemp? All right. Powerful show tonight, Dr. Kemp. Thank you very much, sir, for breaking chains with History Talk tonight. The mic is yours. Okay. Deacon Quincy, I would like to say let us pray for a, a blessed year this year and pray for our communities and uh, uh, Brother Quincy, you know I'm praying for you and your family, your wife and your family. I'm praying for you guys. Yes, Quincy, sir. Why don't Thank you pray you. for us? Would you pray for us tonight? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear God. We thank you for the airways that was open and the lives that were touched. We thank God for the radio station. We thank God for Dr. Kemp coming with the knowledge and the wisdom that he's sharing. And dear God, we thank you for at the top of the year, dear God, the beginning of the month, the beginning of the year that you brought us to. And dear God, we will have a great year in you. Dear God, we pray for every family, dear God, every family that's on the on the phone line, everybody that had a desire to be on the line and wasn't able to be on it. And dear God, we thank you, dear God. And dear God, thank we you. thank you for, for how good you've been to us, dear God, and how you brought us over into another year. And we have expectation of great things that will happen to your people, dear God. And dear God, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And thank God for all the states and every city that tune in tonight. And dear God, we thank you for doing it. And we give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen. I love everybody, black, white, rich, and poor, and there's never nothing you could do about it. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. We thank you for turning us on. Don't forget our ladies return to the airwaves tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time with the P31 ladies. Don't forget we're here every night, Breaking Chains, YAT Radio, History Talk every Tuesday with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on YAT Radio. Be blessed. Have yourself a blessed evening. Good night, everybody. We love you. Peace. My people, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through it all. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. We are dying, we are dying, they are lying, we're being shot and hearted, why you hating me, I'm just trying to be, play that black and be, grow with one another, living happily, but you hurt me, why not work for peace, lying 
taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.